Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go to There, a 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 61, season 4, episode 3, entitled Stone Mountain, originally airing October 29th, 2009. David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. After Liz can't find a new cast member in the gay public of Drugafornia, Jack and she take a trip down to Stonewall Mountain, Georgia to find a comedian in real America. Meanwhile, two celebrities have died and Tracy wants to make sure he doesn't fall victim to the rule of threes. Also, Jenna tries to get the writers on her side so when the new cast member comes, she won't lose her star. She won't lose... She she won't be lost in the shuffle. She won't be lost in the shuffle. Yeah, you got Good it. Job. Took you a little while. Yeah. Um. I this is another one of those episodes I have better memories of because having just watched it, I'm like, eh. like there's moments in here that I really enjoy, but some of them are just like either really dated or they're just they, ah, ten years after the fact. They just don't have the same uh, lasting appeal or they just don't have the same impact they once did there's i mean there's tons of moments the betty white cameo is is fantastic uh the tracy storyline is fun but i feel like it's just a couple of scenes and it's over it's not really a big payoff or anything like that uh the whole search for a new the the whole stone mountain bit are is funny especially the small details of like the the names of certain uh, first party items having like third party names like Peppy Biz Milk and uh, Schwoops things like that like even like there's a there's a third one where she's looking at like a Gatorade but I think it's I can't quite make it out I'll have to, I'll have to look more carefully but I think it's like just says Gatorade or something like that like it's just like these small twists on uh, name brands which is obvious, could be a joke about product placement in TV as well as just things have different names in different areas of their different regions uh is part of the joke but the gay halloween stuff is kind of it's funny but it's just like it comes and goes like it's just not there's not much lasting stuff there but getting to see jenna's gaggle of gays is always fun so i'm glad they were able to come back but uh, what are your thoughts on stone mountain is that a real place yeah stone mountain georgia I hate you. I fucking hate you. <laughs> Actually, no. I thought it was a pretty solid. <laughs> I thought it was a solid episode. Um, you're right that some of the things are a little dated now, but not necessarily in like a cringeworthy or like, no. oh, that's like you, you knew if you said that now, that wouldn't you could. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it. so. It's, it's not in that way. It's just in a, in, a, in more of like a timely way. But um, you're right. Yes, all like the little off-brand product gags are funny. Um, the whole, I. Th- so the comedian that they go to see is a ventriloquist, and this was the time when like America's Got Talent. I think was that actually the guy uh, Jeff Dunham or whatever his name is who won? I don't think he was just a, on. Okay, Jeff, I think, I mean, just he a had, famous he had, been, he had been around for a while. Okay, because he had like we'll talk more about it as we yeah. get to his day, well, his appearance. Yeah. But I think he had like five or six Comedy Central specials. Then he had his own okay. show canceled in the second year yeah. and then like within a, a month or two of its premiere it was canceled okay um, well maybe he wasn't but there was a period like, there were a couple i mean i guess it felt like i guess it felt like around this time there was a moment where like a couple eventually his like comedy acts won america's got talent and they like partly that into like super successful like vegas and touring careers um etc anyway so i kind of as a time capsule of that moment it's like funny to look back on that like you know like the whole i mean obviously there are still comedians who do ventriloquist acts and are probably very successful but it's not it doesn't feel as like it we're just past the moment so yeah it's you know so it's funny to look back at and that. it's it's such a yeah it was such a, a one of those like trend moments it's like yeah he's hot right now but in six months no one's gonna care and also how is that gonna work on a sketch show yeah you know like if his whole shtick is all he can do is ventriloquism. That's not going to last for or multiple. Maybe then just the dummy show. is like the character. Yeah, but I mean SNL doesn't mm. bring out. But, but Steve you Martin know, and, uh, right? But you they know, don't, they don't. They, they're recurring characters. But I don't know the same character every week. I think, but the dummy could play different characters. Right, I, but I don't the know. shtick is it's ventriloquism that wouldn't sustain right, but, itself but, but, in a but, but, but so then you don't make the shtick ventriloquism. You make the shtick that the dummy is a character and the dummy does all the impressions and roles and whatever comedy sketch thing. I mean, I, I don't know. I think a good comedy show could pull it off if they had like 
good enough writers and the person who was the ventriloquist was like sharp I think the, to do something like that, the closest would be the most successful idea of that would be the Muppets. And the yeah. reason that worked is... See, there you go. It was all puppets. The reason that worked, though, is there is a variety of voices. Yeah. This is one guy doing six or seven different characters. And I think the show... Uh, I never watched Jeff Dunham's show. Um, I think the show was more skit-based, too. It wasn't just him standing in front of an audience. So there were obviously other actors and, and, and things to play off of, but... Trying to push that onto a sketch comedy show seems like if if he were on the show, they would be like intermittents or, or um, uh, interstitials or, or like in betweens. They wouldn't be full sketches. I don't think. I don't know. Well, I think it could work. Well, the Muppets did it, and they just haven't really been able to catch that fire since the seventies. So that's a shame. There's a new Disney one. There's well, there were two Disney Muppet shows. One got canceled, I think. But there's just still, I think there's another one in development for uh, Disney Plus. Uh, there was a Disney one plus that got canned. I don't know yeah, if you're talking I, about one. But I think there were two. Uh, I think one? there were two in development. Yeah, maybe. And one got. I, I know one definitely got canceled. I hope that so many Disney Plus shows right now are either getting shunted off to Hulu, put into creative retooling because they're too mature. Well, I seen. The, I don't know if you saw, but Hillary Duff is like hawking for the Lizzie McGuire reboot to move to Hulu because it it, it got put into its um, hiatus for the same reasons that High love Fidelity Simon. and Love Simon, the Love Simon mm-hmm. sequel are going to Hulu for being two quote-unquote adult themes, which I sort of get, but it's like, if Disney if Disney Plus's brand is only going to be stuff for... I, I, they're, they're walking a fine line right now between family, because obviously Mandalorian is was family programming, but they're walking a fine line between... But, I mean, I mean, it's family, but there's right. a lot. But of I mean, death. but but right, but that's the sort of thing that it it, it it's I mean, violence, But right, you know, with all the things, everything else they were trying out and moving off to other places, they're they're on the verge of making it like a Disney Channel analog, where it's like all kids are like young exactly. adult. Yeah, well, that's what so. I mean. That's what the brand. When you, I mean, you, you could ask a hundred people, and they'd all say, "What what would you say is the main thing of Disney appeal?" And it's like, "Oh, Mickey family Mouse, friendly, Mickey Mouse, friend, family friendly." That's totally fine, but it's. I guess because it's art animated, Simpsons can get away with the same content that they're flagging Love, Simon was. And it wasn't that it was same-sex relationships. It was literally the line was because their alcohol, use of alcohol. Right. And nearly every Simpsons episode has Homer drinking beer, which he's an adult. And that's totally fine. But it's also because it's a cartoon and it has its legacy. I guess it skirts it. Yeah. But it still is like, yeah. Well, Simpsons, I mean, Simpsons is a huge property. Like, I'll, I'll give the benefit of the doubt on... The Love Simon thing because the High School Musical, which somehow I managed to watch all of. I don't. It was I. If there, I think there's supposed to be another season, which I will definitely not be watching. Why did you I finish it? Because I honestly, because I wanted to see how when they actually put the play on, like how it went, and it was like that was. It was okay. It wasn't as good as I hoped. It was. Good. It didn't. It didn't. It definitely didn't make watching the rest of it worth it. Anyway, the point is there <laughs> was definitely to watch there was the def- last episode. Yes, that probably should have done that. Actually, <laughs> I, honestly, like there are a couple episodes where I probably skipped through half because, like, sometimes they would throw in like random original song bits and stuff, and I was like, I don't care about. It. Yeah. Anyway, the point is that show had a, a decent amount of gay content that, like, apparently made it on Disney Plus. So I, I give the benefit of the doubt that it was more just. No, yeah, I, I, I there's a lot older of teenager whatever situations like, oh, it's because than, it's homosexual. Yeah that that's why they're no I don't think that is because Disney has not had a problem dealing with that content in the past they might have like brushed over it but they they sort of treat it subtly whereas I mean yeah if it is potentially children even if they are in the higher teenage drinking alcohol I could see that being potentially problematic if you're pushing that on a kid's show or kids aim to show or movie or whatever I get it I don't I still don't think it's I don't think it's justified, but like it's. I mean, I have no stock in Disney. Well, I subscribe way, to Hulu. I don't subscribe to Disney Plus, yeah, so, so good I mean, for me. Yeah, I mean, it's. A, I guess it's a bonus. I mean, I don't yeah. really have much interest in the show anyway. But the principles are kind of questionable. But at the same time, it's like that sucks. But oh well, just you literally just don't have to watch it, and then that and that's it. But at the same time, you want to fight for representation, so you kind of need to support it. But at the same time, it's like, well, I don't have any interest. Anyway, 30 Rock, that's what we're here to talk about. Not Disney Plus and its errors. Uh, any other thoughts before we hop in? Let's hop in. Hop in.
Now remind me, did you just do the Philadelphia Cotillion or did you also debut internationally? I'm happy to say that I don't even get that. How was your trip? Terrible. I had to give up my window seat to some seven-year-old who had to sit next to her precious mommy. Uh, what about the actual purpose of your trip? How was the search for the new cast member going? Okay. I saw a few good alternative comics in San Francisco. At San the... Francisco? I asked you to find an actor from middle America, a real person. You're not going to find him in the people's gay public of Drugafornia. Jeez, relax. I'm also setting up auditions in Toronto. Canada? <laughs> Why not just go to Iraq? The television audience doesn't want your elitist, East Coast, alternative, intellectual left-wing... Just say Jewish. This is taking forever. Stop trying to amuse yourself and start thinking about what makes actual human beings laugh. Who wants my planes? <laughs> <laughs> now that's what I'm talking about. What a dumb... Oh no, he's really hurt. That was the scene that I was trying to think of a couple episodes back. I was like, there's a scene where Lutz falls and they all start laughing at him. And they're like, oh no, he's really hurt. And that's what it was. It was because I was thinking it was when the scene when he runs, when they scare him with the mice. Ah. And he runs into the TV. But I was, I was close. There's only a few episodes apart. So I was, I was close. Two thoughts. First, good character moment that Liz's biggest takeaway about why her trip was terrible was because of the airplane ride. It has nothing to do with the actual content of her trip. That is right. very in character for her. I mean, I kind of empathize. Um, and. <laughs> I, I think the conversation towards then gets a little meta in that I bet they got network notes about making it more funny for quote unquote middle America instead of an elitist East Coast audience. So yeah. that was definitely a meta reference to, I'm sure, criticism they got. Yeah, it's, it definitely seems like um, there's like a board or executives sort of behind the scenes like. No one in you're you're testing well in these areas, yeah. but Midwest, no one's getting what no you're one talking in the real about. America. I feel like it's definitely them mocking their own criticisms from inside their mm. own studio. Although, I mean, to be fair, now with ratings so low, if literally like you had 10 million viewers from the coast and nowhere else, you would easily be renewed because you would be one of the biggest watch shows still. Yeah, yeah. I guess the bar is so low. It's yeah, yeah. Man, it it's sort of like. I mean, I don't. I know you. You follow uh, ratings, at least. I know you don't follow them religiously or anything. But you'll you'll check them every now and again. You'll see like, oh, this show did this, and then like I'll I'll go back. Like I'm watching like older shows from like early early '90s, late '80s, and like the ratings they're doing are like, God, a show would kill to get one of these like ratings oh, every week. Yeah. And even I think Thirty Rock they do like five point six or something like that. Which no, Thirty Rock never hit a five point six in the demo. Oh. Well, I, they in one of them because there's two scales, right? There's like a five point six, or there's like one ratings and right. So, so gosh, okay. So <laughs> try and try and keep it simple and yeah. short. So right, there's two numbers. It's called a rating and a share. One is a percentage of all households. I think that's the rating percentage of all households with a TV. The percentage that we're watching, I believe, the share is of all the TVs that were actually on at that time. What percentage were watching that show? But the rate, I mean, at least in my in the last 10, 15 years, like pay attention to ratings. What people care about is the rating in the eighteen to forty nine demographic. Which now it's like, I mean. When 30 Rock and Parks and Rec were getting like, or twos, like twos and high ones and low threes and whatever in the demo, like those, that was like mediocre back then. Now, I mean, the biggest shows, like, I think Grey's Anatomy gets like around 1.3, 1.4. This is us as like 1.6, 1.8. Like, no one really cracks twos, even twos anymore. Like, basically, if you, if you average a one in the demo, you're in pretty good shape to get a renewal. That's so nice. it's like, now it's the point where it's like so many shows are consistently getting below ones. Like, okay, what's the difference now between a, was it matter? 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7? Like, it's all so low. Like, that's why you see like NBC literally just handed out all these three, these three season renewals to all these shows the other day. And it's like, at this point, it's like, well, if you have something that's doing decently, might as well just hold on to it because yeah. you're past, you're to the point where, I mean, it's always been, you, you run the risk if you cancel a show, the show that replaces it will be less. But now it's the point where almost all the new shows can't, can't even, so you might as well hold on to what you had that had somewhat of an th audience before right. risking it for even That's less. Not, which yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I, again, comparing shows to the 80s and 90s when there were just three to four networks and cable hadn't become yeah. a mainstay yet, the TV was TV audience was less divided now that there's literally a million channels, figuratively a million channels, but just internet, cable, regular TV, 
YouTube, like all of these avenues that are vying for your attention. I mean, yeah, you can just hope for the best. And so I, I don't, yeah. well, I mean, is, on, on, is, on the, the, is getting a TV deal now like the main drive for a lot of writers or is it now like, I want to get like movie deals and get streaming deals and things? Or is I it mean, just there's like, I'll just take still a lot of money in TV. Somewhere. I mean, Dick Wolf's deal that renewed all the Chicago shows in SVU like was a, was a nine figure deal. So there's like the thing is even though ratings are lower because it's harder to reach people like since television is still an easy way to reach millions of people at once because I mean you can do digital ads and target ads and all that stuff but TV is still one of the best ways to reach millions of people in one shot so companies at you know ads still they still make a lot of ad revenue because they're still you know the re- a chance to reach that concentrated audience so yeah. that's the reason why that you know TV station you know the networks are still the network model still works okay enough they're still making you know money so mm-hmm. i mean it's obviously it's not permanently sustainable no but of course i whether it goes away completely i mean you know what i mean like i, I feel like it, there will probably always be live tv and some sort of like networking in some capacity obviously not to the point of the glory days of 20 plus years ago not even today but i can't imagine that it totally there's just too many local affiliates and lo- like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like th- there's a network out there. there that I can't see it becoming totally unsustainable. Like it, 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 I'm sure it will persist in, and find a way to persist in some way. It's just, I, was, we don't know how yet. Was the CW the last new channel? Cause like there was UPN and then there was the WB and then they ultimately yeah. merged. There's something CW. called my, like my TV or something like that, which is similar. It's like one of those like sub channels that like plays a lot of like reruns of old sitcoms, but, yeah, but they, some of them would have like channel? local, yeah. Is that a new channel or was it like a rebranded old channel? I don't. There was like it po- I, th- I think. Well, I'm saying like my point was like it, I think it popped up more recently than the CW, yeah. like maybe within a year or two or something like that after it. But maybe. I'm not exactly sure. Like I don't know if it counts as network though, because it's, it's it's not really like it's not like they're running like original programs multiple yeah. nights a week. But they are like a thing that's in in most cities with like local affiliates. I guess yeah. so. I don't know. I guess I don't know. Anyway, I'm sure we'll talk more about that as we get to the part of 30 Rock where they're talking about TV network is dying and we have to yes. build a new platform. So, well, we're going to bench that for a bit and we'll get there in a few months. Hooray. <laughs> anyway, there's <laughs> only a minute into the cold open. Oh, you can cut that down. Nah, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, we now learn about the rule of threes from Frank and Tracy. Hey, Tracy, did you hear? Fred Dawkins, the incredibly overweight guy that Pac-Man was based on died last night. I will eat a bowl of cherries and some ghost meat in his honor. Orange and black decorations? Is this Halloween or Prince and Parents weekend? I don't know whether to be scared or proud of my cousin. It's Halloween, sir. Proud it is. But this almost All Saints Day isn't going to be much of a celebration. I just heard that world-famous clog dancer Jugbert Cody has gone to a better place. He's in Cabo? No, sir. He passed away. But at least he died doing what he loved. Blogging on the Huffington Post. Wow. Two down, one to go. What do you mean? The rule of threes. Celebrities always die in groups of three. You better be careful, Trey. You're right. That's not a real thing. (laughs) This is going to be the scariest prison parents weekend ever! Does he say... So the captions we're we're watching say Princeton Parents Weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. But I've also read he says prison parents weekend. Well, like orange and black sounds more like prison than Princeton to me. Yeah. Well, wait. Well, but Princeton is the tiger, so is that orange and black? Oof. I don't know. I don't. I really can't because he's just his enunciation isn't great. Yeah. I guess we'll just look up Princeton colors, and if they're they're black and orange, then orange black and orange. So okay. I've just I I well, feel like no it must captions, be it must be Prince if he said proud because why would he be proud about prison parents we can you be proud about Princeton parents well, maybe, I guess yeah I guess I guess that makes more sense yeah oh right Huffington Post would say remember when blogs and the Huffington Post were a thing now they're all in Forbes no oh it was like well it was like that was like their whole model was like we'll give people a chance to write so a lot of times articles will get passed off as like being from the Huffington Post but they were written by like random bloggers basically who were contributed well several times. there were some celebrities that had that i guess were taken more legitimately but it was a, a sort of open i mean it's literally like forbes now where anyone can contribute and you can share it as a you know forbes article or Huffington post article but it was like no it really was just any random thing they were that was just they were just monetizing that i don't know anyway that that, that was a very like i feel like late aughts 
era thing of just like the people couldn't you know gawker like at its prime like you mm. know people microblogging snark yada 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 stuff so yeah i guess it's like i don't have my own website to share this so is there an outlet that'll let me share it that yeah. shares my same views well not just that right but not just that but just like you know like people like we're gonna empower people to be mm. jur- journalists them you know even if they're regular old blah blah blah, blah yeah. so no, Gawker's dead, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hulk, Hulk Hogan killed, killed Gawker. Oh, man. And then, like... That racist But all, all the other... Yeah, but all the other blogs were bought up by... It was, at one point, it was, like, the group that owns Telemundo or something? I can't really? remember. It was some... Maybe Univision. Maybe it was Univision. I can't remember. But it was, it was some, like, some, like spanish-oriented outlet but they bought them and then i can't remember if they sold them off anyway it doesn't matter yeah the but the the, the rest of the old gawker blogs are still alive mm. under different ownership Whew. so jenna is starting to threaten the writers to ensure her space in the tgs world so when the new cast members brought on as well as jack gets some information from kenneth about what he finds funny since he's from stone mountain georgia and he's the idea of what jack thinks is a uh, a real American. Uh, meanwhile, the writers are preparing their Halloween invites for their Halloween party, and they're surprised by Jenna. Hey, Frank, what is this? It's an invite to our Halloween party. I don't want to do that again. Remember last year? Hey, I work across the street, and I saw you guys are having a Halloween party. Yeah, we are. Could you close your blinds? You're really bumming all of us out. It's humiliating. Guys, we can't give up on Halloween. It's a magical night where women dress slutty and drink too much, where we can hide our bodies in bulky costumes. We've got to keep trying. But we suck. Yes, but anything can happen on Halloween. Up is down, black is white, good is evil, and evil becomes good. Hey, writers, I baked you cookies. Unless she just puts in Mrs. Fields cookies yeah. on a tray. It's yeah. She, well, she took advice of Kenneth, who said Mrs. Uh, said Florence Henderson did that for the writers of Brady Bunch, and they wrote. Well, she didn't even take them out of the package. But was... no, it's it's a great visual joke of she's even wearing oven mitts and puts them on like a, a baking sheet, but they're just Mrs. Fields cookies inside of the bags, and she's like blowing on them because like ooh they're hot. It's just it's such a great visual joke. Ah, it's a lot of fun. So Jenna's going to equate it with the writers. She drops what she finds out might be the spoiler to Lost, which is a very timely, not at all timely joke. But uh, they didn't get Lost watching, right. They, they were watching Mad Men right. Were they watching Battlestar Galactica? So they're watching Battlestar Galactica, which is that it was at this time is at its is its peak as well. Um, but Jenna confuses it for Lost and gives the line of, "Is this the one where they're sit?" Or where their plane goes down, they clarify that's lost. And she says, I met J.J. Abrams once and he said it was a Hurley. He said it was all Hurley's dream, which by the end of Lost wasn't far off because spoiler alert for a 13 year old show now? 2006 was its debut? Yeah. 2005, I think. 2004, because. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, 2004, 2005 was ABC's Renaissance season. There we go. Uh, it ended up just being purgatory, so it was kind of all of their dreams, so they weren't far off. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you you don't seem like you ever watched Lost. I did, did not. Yeah. No, it was one of those shows that was mostly on when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it was 2005 then, because it was 2005, 2006. Anyway, it was... Uh, that sounds... 2005, 2005 yeah. sounds right. Yeah, it was 2005-ish. Anyway, um, no, I did not. Yeah. It's fine. Um, I haven't watched it since it's aired, so... And, and every now and again, I'll get a hair up my ass. It's like, you should go right, go back and rewatch that. And it's like, uh, it's like a hundred so episodes. Long. And it's like <laughs> hour long episodes. It's like, I don't have time for that. And there's a ton of other shows that I want to watch that I've never seen. So eh, I'll move on. But uh, the first few seasons of that show are really solid, like character pieces and just survival. Really well done. And then it sort of just gets bonkers. And once you learn that the writers did not actually know what they were doing episode to episode and it was just a shit show then it's like well there's some magic lost here but it's still entertaining at least for the first few seasons Um, but anyway we're back on the road and we're headed to stone mountain and jack and liz depart some wisdom to each other about what they consider real america 
We're going to find the perfect person for the show down here. Someone who represents the real America. Jack, for the 80th time, no part of America is more American than any other part. You are wrong. Small towns are where you see the kindness and goodness and courage of everyday Americans. The folks who are teaching our kids, running our prisons, growing our cigarettes. People who are still living by core American values. There are plenty of core American values in New York. But there are not restaurants called Fatty Fat Sandwich Ranch. Turn here! Turn here! Uh, Lemon, if this is going to play out like lunch, I suggest you crack your window now and save yourself the embarrassment in 20 minutes. Now, they have hush puppies here, which you might know better as a knish or a beignet. <laughs> Bad analogy. I I like this bit because it's a lot of fun, but visually, this place looks closed. Yeah. There's nothing about there's this There's no lights on really or There's anything. no yeah. lights. There's no one else in the parking lot or the drive-thru. You never hear another voice asking for the Never order. hear... Nothing. So, like... I, I just feel like not. It wasn't like a spur of the moment joke that they're like pull into this random restaurant because like it's just it's like the setup is so weird because it's like yeah. why does nothing look open? I don't know. It's it's a small complaint. And it's a minor quibble, but it's like uh, it's always been weird to me. I know what you're trying to do, Jack. You want to paint me as this New York snob? Can I share with you my worldview? I'd rather hear you sing Rocket Man again. All of humankind has one thing in common, the sandwich. I believe that all anyone really wants in this life is to sit in peace and eat a sandwich. What a surprise. Your worldview is food-based. And who am I to say that my delicious Italian sub is better than its Stone Mountain equivalent? Which is why I will have the carp po'boy with extra chuckle. I think we skipped that earlier. So yeah, Chuckle yeah. is pig taint. Yes, it's the place between the tail and the anus, as Kenneth has let us know. Chuckle is. So. Jack gives a fun, almost at the camera look of, haha, she she doesn't know what she's in for. Um, what as a po' boy is. Um, I mean, it's basically the same as a sub, right? So um, I'm not the person to ask, but it's like, isn't it like it's usually like a like southern or Cajun? thing right yeah i mean it, the pictures make it look like a sub but it's more with like fried rather than meats yeah or rather than like daily meats it's yeah. more fried usually foods. fried seafood or yeah 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 it's definitely a louisiana or deep deep south thing i'm trying to think i feel like we've seen it i feel like we've seen it in oklahoma probably i mean yeah. they're probably sure there are places around here i'm sure that yeah yeah, yeah. But, have it I guess I'm just not looking for it, so I don't yeah. see it. But yeah. Anyway, we come back to 30 Rock. Uh, Kenneth and Tracy are constantly refreshing the internet <laughs> to see if a new celebrity has died. And we get our big cameo from Betty White. So he's reading Milton Green's Jimmy Carter book. From Peanut to President. Keep refreshing. Maybe Andy Dick has died in the last 20 seconds. Okay, I'll keep looking. No, I have to take matters into my own hands. Hello? Boom! Who is this? Hey, Betty, it's TJ. Tracy! I haven't seen you since that rapping grandma movie we did. <laughs> you were so funny as the rapping grandma. So how are you feeling? Any arm pain? Shortness of breath? Plans to investigate corruption in Russia? Wait a minute. Are you calling because the Pac-Man guy and Jugbert Cody died? Is this a rule of threes call? Um, no. Nice try, Jordan. But I am going to be at your funeral. I will bury you. Speaking of renaissance, uh, this was that Betty White renaissance we got uh, mm -hmm. where she hosted SNL. She did a fantastic job uh, hosting SNL, but then she was just everywhere. She had that Super Bowl Snickers she commercial. This, yeah, she was she was literally everywhere and just she had a resurgence of her career. Not that she needed it because, I mean, she'd been working consistently for 50 years at that point, but her... Yeah, she'd been working consistently for 50 years, but she's still she's still to this day working. And it's really going to be a sad day when she passes. Hopefully it's not soon. I want I really want to knock on wood for this one because she is older, um, but she's the last surviving golden girl. Um, 
but she's just she's so terrific and i never want to know anything bad about her and i don't think there's anything bad about her at this point we would have known anything bad that she would have ever done but she just seems like such a wholesome person and if you watch pretty much any old episode of match game with her in it they still all hold up pretty well and they're funny hmm she was great on Match Game. I mean, she was great on Mary Tyler. She was great on everything, but she's great. I mean, Match she Game is most like Match Game is probably what I've seen her in the most. Yeah, uh, I mean, Golden Girls is still holds up to this day as uh, just a genuinely funny, funny sitcom, uh, and Betty White kills it as like the 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 goof about like the dumbest one of the show. But like, uh, yeah. she's she's so good. Uh, she's just she is a perfect comedian. So. Yeah, it's, good. it's really going to be a sad day when she passes, and hopefully that's not soon. So, Especially not between now and Tuesday. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> please don't let us get the bad news, Betty White. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in Stone, Georgia. Stone, Stone, Georgia. Stone, Georgia. Back in Stone Mountain, Liz and Jack are getting ready to check in, and they get some of the color of Stone Mountain. Hello there, folks. How y'all doing on this fine October? We have reservations under Donaghy and Lemon. We need keys. Are y'all from New York? Yes, how can you tell? New York people, always in a real big... Hurry, yeah. No, it's not because we're from New York. We're all the same sandwiches. Y'all have a beagle with you? Just give us our rooms. Tell me about the Peach Festival. Oh, Peach Festival. They got peach preserves, of course. Peach pie, peach wine, peach jerky, Ooh. peach butter. Unbelievable. I have to apologize. You know what they should do with people like her? They should round them all up and put them on an island. Oh, wait. <laughs> they already have. It's called Manhattan. <laughs> Down here, we call it Sex Criminal Boat. That's also another another reference to a joke earlier that we had to cut for time, um, but same as the chuckle joke and the sex girl in the boat, Kenneth both made those lines, set them up earlier in the episode. Um, but they, I feel like, they, I mean, not that they had to work too hard, but I do think that they nailed the general presentation, if probably is the best word, of someone from the South in terms of how the whole stand or the the whole joke of New York is rapid, 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 mm-hmm. and we're in the South. It's just like very go at your own pace, and it's a little bit slower. And I feel like they definitely nailed that. Just like him, like him pecking on yeah. the keyboard, and like him talking slowly, and not like yeah. he's talking. I mean, like very genial. Yeah, which that's. Yeah. I mean, that is the vibe of the yeah. South. Is it's people literally strangers will talk to you about anything, and it's just like anything it's literally like they just see something on your shirt and they're like oh i can strike up a conversation about that and it's like i don't know you and i don't want to know you but and that that sounds snobbish but it's just like i'm not the person that makes small talk like my dad can make small talk with anyone about anything and it's just like part of me is like i wish i had that talent to be able to like talk to people better but also it's like i wish i I'm glad I don't because I don't want to talk to people. Yeah. But if you didn't have that talent, you would probably like to do it. So then it would be a different situation. That's true. But yeah, I, I remember uh, a friend, Abe, Abe told me this story when he, because he and his family are from Detroit. So they moved Detroit. down. Detroit. 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 Michigan, whatever. Uh, when they they moved down here uh, and he had started driving and so uh, he'd went in to get gas and he just gave them money to get like, here are twenty dollars on blah, and they're like, "Oh, how's your day going?" And he just like looked at them, like, <laughs> "What?" And they're like, and "He's like, do I know you?" They're like, "No, just asking how your day." He's like, and he just like left. <laughs> he's like, he's like, why were they talking to me? And I was like, that's just a southern thing. People will literally talk to you about anything for no reason. Where it's like, if you go most other places northeast, they're just like, transaction done, go. Like we don't like small talk. I've always liked that story. It's really. <laughs> It's true. It's so funny. I'll, yeah. The other thing, this continues Jack's um, man of the people act where he <laughs> is constantly talking about how much he admires them and loves their culture and blah, 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 where the, the, the irony of like literally being everything that he proposed to, mm-hmm. to hate where you know, New York, big wig, New York, yeah, New York, big wig, elitist, rich, yada, 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 who, but he, he likes to think of himself as a man of the people until as we well, find yeah. later, until he actually interacts with right, them. Right. Yeah. And as long as it's convenient to him yeah. and is working to his, 
yeah. leisure, then of course he's yeah. he's celebrating yeah. it. But it, well, but in the end, he and Liz are equally clueless about. Absolutely. Well, actually, maybe maybe this, he's more clueless because Liz is Liz is right that everyone is similar because they're, they're all different. different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like she's she's an upper echelon from like a Kenneth, but she's closer. Whereas Jack is two, three, seven degrees separated from all of them. So like she's she's still out of touch, but she's more in touch than someone like Jack would be in terms of what is real America. So like their worldviews align, but they're more parallel. Like they're close, but they're still, yeah. Meanwhile, back at 30 Rock, Frank learns of gay Halloween. There's been some Photoshop there. Hey, Frank. Do you know Sasha, Michael, and gay Michael? Can I ask you a question? Why? <laughs> Of having Jenna hang out here. Now she's bringing her friends. How can a dude in a midriff top dominate me like that? I like those guys. I might hang out with them on Halloween. What? Why? Have you ever been to a gay Halloween? It's amazing. Last year, my girlfriends and I went to Mario Cantone's party in a renovated barn in Chelsea. So that's where all the girls are on Halloween. At awesome gay dude parties. Oh my god, we go so crazy. We kiss each other, get into vans, black out. I mean, I'm engaged, but not on Halloween. Stop! Stop filling Jenna's wings with raw shrimp. Why? We need to pretend to be Jenna's friends for the next 24 hours. She's our ticket to a gay Halloween. How come when Jenna suggests that everybody's on board? No luts. Jenna attracts gay guys. Gay guys throw awesome Halloween parties. Hot girls go to awesome Halloween parties. Ergo, if we're Jenna's friends, we spend Halloween with gay guys. Hot girls. So we get Sasha back, and sadly this will be the last time we see him. But also sadly, no Patrice. Where did Patrice go? Patrice was such a gem. Well, we're just a season away from getting uh, Titus... Uh, Andromedon slash uh, Titus Burgess. Titus Burgess, yes, from getting him on the show. So we'll get there eventually. We'll get our sassy gay man back. Just Hooray! <laughs> we needed one of those. As Liz is writhing on the floor dealing with her po' boy, Jack comes in and still still defending his his American values and viewpoints. Uh, uh, is getting ready to go attend the uh, stand up show. Rick Wayne and Pumpkin. Well, I'd love to stay and do this all night, but one of us has to go to the Laugh Factory. No, I don't want you going there alone. Yes, you do. The people here, they're the audience we're trying to reach. I get them. I know what they want. I'm going to find somebody great tonight. <sighs> hey, Rick, what's the difference between your girlfriend and your truck? I don't know, Pumpkin. What is the difference? Your truck don't yell at you every time you get gas. <laughs> I find it hard to believe Jack would find something like that funny. But then again, like I guess Don Guys finds stuff like Fat Bitch and um, the stuff that Tracy Jordan does funny. I guess different sensibilities. Plus that's what they find funny in real America. I guess. I mean, But I mean also like when you're... It's different when you're watching something solo versus watching something in the crowd. Like you just sort of get into whatever everyone else is sort of laughing at. Unless it's really just not your flavor, then you'll probably just be a curmudgeon like... This isn't funny at all. But usually you just sort of go with the flow. In those, so maybe he's just swept up in the everyone else enjoying it. I don't know. It, just, no. it seems like off-brand. For no, really, Jack I think, it, I think it's part of the, part of Jack's character being like, I, I know what's really funny. I know what Real America likes. So this this is what Real America likes. So this is great. Yeah. I think it's most, I don't know, that's how I Because it does it. feel like a genuine laugh rather than a forced laugh to like yeah. reinforce well, his Well, right. Ideas, so, right. So. so I mean, so his mindset is... Right, I'm in. T- I want to be in touch with real America. I, you know, they we want something they like. I know what they like. This is you know, this is. I don't know. Just I, I think it's a real laugh, but it's like because it's what his through his lens of what he thinks real America. Right, you know, I keep right. saying real America. What he thinks Midwest, whatever. Yeah. Well, I guess Georgia's more southern than Midwest, but anyway, you know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but there are a couple also fun cameos from Jack McBrayer dressing up as other characters has a lot of relatives yeah hulking hulking around stone yeah as we know as we know the parcel family is all up and down stone mountain so this this particular scene has him in a mustached mustachioed 
mustached, mustachioed, right? Sure. Uh, version of himself, and we'll see a female version later on. Uh, we come back to Thirty Rock. We're we're jumping around a lot, but there's a jump back to Thirty Rock, and uh, Frank tries to merge his Lutz and Tufer's party with Jenna's. Hey, actor friend. So, what are we all doing together for Halloween? Oh, well, Sasha and the Michaels usually have a party. Oh, cause. Lutz and Tooth and I always have a party. Hang on. What if we combine parties through one big party here in the studio? Is that crazy? No. Let's do that. Yes. That gesture. I like people who do that. Ah. A party with them. Oh, don't look at me like I'm a football game. I need those guys. I've been using them to make sure I'm taken care of when the new actor gets here. Girl, I don't even have the energy to tell you what's happening here. So read my face. <gasps> oh my god. They're using me to get invited to gay Halloween so they can meet hot girls. <laughs> Mary Hillman is going to Gaffney for the weekend and hopes that Martha or Stephanie will water her plants. And now an update on... Very small town. Morning, Lemon. I brought you a ginger ale. Schwupps, Ginny Pale? This place is the worst. Don't worry. We're leaving. Our work here is done. Entertainment news. Local funny man and sub shop owner Rick Wayne has been hired by a Catholic to appear on TGS with a black fella. What? Hear me out. We're hiring Rick Wayne and Pumpkin. It's a ventriloquist act. Oh, I'm too sick to See, you think it. you're not this prejudiced, arrogant New Yorker, but you are. Because in your mind, a southern ventriloquist act can't be funny. But you know who does think it's funny? These people. These wonderful, folksy, simple... Stop calling them simple. You know what? You're the prejudiced one. Sure, some of these people are simple, but some of them are smart, like Matlock, or wholesome, like Ellie Mae Clampett, and some of them are skeevy dirtbags like the Dukes of Hazard, driving around like maniacs. Children use those roads. My point is Americans are the same everywhere, in that we are all different. You're wrong, Lemon. These people are better, purer. Do you know what I did this morning? I assisted in the birth of a foal. They named it Jack. And it was delicious. I know what I'm doing here, Lemon. We're hiring Rick and Pumpkin. We're not hiring anyone until I see them. Good God, Lemon, your breath. When did you find time to eat a diaper that you found on the beach? Rude. Rude. That is a pretty good burn, though. <laughs> yeah. Ah. I like the small town news clips. Yeah, I wish we got more of those. It's yeah. such a... I mean, especially the line of she's leaving town. She's hoping not just someone, but like two specific yeah. people, because like those two specific people are likely watching the news to yeah. to get the the information. I mean, obviously that's an exaggeration, but I yeah. feel like you could have that if there was like a neighborhood newsletter or something. Like that would be a new story in the in the neighborhood newsletter or something. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably no different than like a Facebook group at this point of just. Like yeah. neighbor, was it neighborhood or was it neighbors next door neighbor? What's that app? Oh, next door, next door. Yeah, I mean that's what people are doing. Facebook and next door are putting small town news oh, out of business. Man, God, that's so, such a shame. But I like that Jack's pitch of these people are simple and they're wholesome and they're it's very condescending. Uh, yeah, it's incredibly condescending. But also, like the newsman didn't use Jack's name; he just described him as Catholic. Yeah, just as a Catholic, as a Catholic, and then he's going to be on a show. With a black fella, like no names are, ne- are are needed except for the person that's in the town, as opposed to anyone else involved. And it's just like somehow that I guess that appeals to people. You don't need the details so much as you just need the information. So like you don't need the intimate details. You just need to know this is happening in here. No, I think that the funny because there's no Catholics or black people in Stone Mountain. Oh. <laughs> because they're like kind of the other. Oh, they're kind gotcha. of like right. The, the whole point. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole point. They're like kind of like. The know, outsider. Outsider, like, not necessarily sinister, but just, like, different and different. funny because they're... Right, because it's know. probably Protestant Baptist or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Southern Baptist, I would, yeah. would imagine. So, well, yeah. with snakes and maybe Pentecostals, I don't know. Where do you the get pen- snakes from? The pen- didn't, isn't Kenneth has, like, a bit about talking to snakes in church or whatever at some point? 
I maybe I'm making that up, but maybe or speaking in tongues or something. I is that is that bad? I mean, speaking in tongues and snakes is Pentecostal. Well, it's probably some who knows Southern Baptist anyway. Yikes! This is this would definitely be a deep yes Southern Baptisty. Who knows what else area? Yeah, uh, we jump back to Thirty Rock and. Uh, Tracy's still freaking out about the rule of the threes and runs into Jimmy Fallon uh, and tries to set him up for disaster. Hi, I'm trying to get to Studio 6B from here. I'm still finding my way around. You look clean. You a celebrity? I have my own show on NBC. No, celebrity. I was in a movie with Queen Latifah once. Perfect. I'll show you the shortcut. Okay, you're sure this is the right way? Yes, Queen Latifah's friend. I'm sure. Mr. Jordan! Are you trying to kill Mr. Fallon with that hammer? What the hell? Is this a rule of threes thing? Not cool guy. Not cool guy. I'm sorry, Ken, but I want to live. Mr. Jordan, you're going to be fine. There is no rule of threes. Ah, okay, 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 truce, truce, okay? But if some celebrity doesn't die soon, I'm gonna kill my first guest tonight. It's a dog who plays soccer. Really? That's your first guest? Yeah. Poor, Poor Jimmy. Mr. Can't get the good guest in the late night slot. Jay Leno's already got them all <laughs> snatched up. So we did the math. So this would have been airing 2009. So right now... Conan is still in charge. Conan's on the Tonight Show. Jay Leno has his 10, 10 p.m. Show. show, and Jimmy Fallon has the whatever the, the show's late, after. Late, yeah, late whatever the show called. after the Tonight Show is called. Yeah. Uh, but it'll eventually turn out, and by the time we get to the Konani episode of this season, all of that will have fallen apart. Jay Leno returns back to the Tonight Show for, as we just learned, for four more seasons? Yeah, I thought it was like one I really season. Thought I, remember, it was like, I didn't realize it was that many. I, I, well, before even research, I was like, no, he didn't go back because that would be a really shitty thing to do. But Well, that's why it was a huge scandal. Yeah, so he went back for four more years and then finally left in 2014 and then Jimmy Fallon takes over. Which is just like, Conan yeah. went to TVS where yeah, he still is. He's doing well. He's yeah. gotten a ton of enemies and he's, he's doing well, so... Everyone, it worked well. It worked out, but in a really bad way. It could have, it could have went a lot better. Anyway, so we're we're cutting out some more stuff just for the sake of time. Uh, Liz has pledged to Pete uh, over the phone that she will heckle Rick Wayne to, since that's what Jack is expecting Liz to be. Uh, she will play right into the stereotype. Meanwhile, Jenna uh, knows about Frank and Tufer and lets his secret to invade their Halloween and uses that as leverage to make sure she's taken care of when the new cast comes in. And we cut back to Stone Mountain for uh, Rick Wayne and Pumpkin and Liz heckling. And it does not go well for Liz. All right, the last pig is in the chuckling chute. And we're now the Laugh Factory. We got a great show for y'all tonight and we're gonna get right to it with Stone Mountain's own Rick Wayne and Pumpkin. You asked for it. Good evening, everyone. How y'all doing? Hey, it's your first time doing this? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was filthy thin-lipped hooker night here at the Laugh Factory. Wow, okay. I underestimated you. Knock, knock. Who's there, pumpkin? A ferret-faced skank. <laughs> yep, I see her, too. Get a job, hayseed. Are you still talking? You're a one-mouthy bitch. I don't go down to where you work and stop them from nilking you. I'm sorry, but that's enough, sir. You're out of line. I'll tell you what's out of line. Your old lady's knockers. Good lord, one. I wouldn't you with Elmo's. Rick, Pumpkin, what are you doing? A gentleman, whether he's human or somehow more than human, does not speak to a lady like that. You two are wholesome and decent. Oh, I get it. You think because we talk like this, we're all simple and quaint. Well, I'm an amateur astronomer, and Rick's black wife speaks French. Her name's Jamila. See, I told you, there's no real America. You shut that dog rectum you call a mouth. Yes, sir. Why are you people laughing at this? You're supposed to be better, nicer, but you're terrible. You're all terrible, just like the people in New York. 
all God's children are terrible. Terrible, huh? I got a question for you there, pal. Do you ever find smaller heads orbiting your head? Is that a comment about the size of my head? I'm a tall man, and it's proportional to my frame. Your frame? What are they building there? A super Walmart? You come down here and say that. I can't. I got a man's arm stuck up me. But you know what that's like. Deal's off, Wayne. Lemon, to the key of Sorrento. This is, I just noticed this is one of the few episodes where 30 Rock actually bleeps out swears, which they don't, sh- I mean, he could be saying nothing because um, they only focus on the puppet, but I guess he'd be saying, I wouldn't fuck you with Elmo's dick. Yeah, is the implication that they're saying. Uh, but yeah, it's one of the few instances they actually yeah. bleep something. And out. fun fact, NBC does loops. And I, I, I was listening to a recent interview with Mike Schur, who um, is Brooklyn Nine Nine and a bunch of other shows. Anyway, because Brooklyn Nine Nine obviously made the leap from Fox to NBC, he was talking about how they have bleeps now sometimes when they're on NBC. But like Fox is like Fox has like a no bleeps rule. So you can't you you just can't do any there. But so they talk oh, about like so how they can send, like you have to edit. Instead well, of getting bleeps, right? Well, I mean, I guess just don't curse, don't, don't use a word that is what can't be aired bleeps. or bleeped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but NBC mm-hmm. is well, obviously bleeps. Speaking of censorship, I'm I, I'm going through Superstore. I'm getting. I think I just got caught up with the fourth season, which is the no, fifth season's currently the fifth season is currently airing. Yeah, I'm not sure where I'm at, but I noticed they use Jesus a lot, which I thought that was for the longest time was one of the last taboo words of like they would say like Jesus Christ, like you can't say Jesus Christ. They say it a lot, and they also say they got away with saying "dick" a lot too. Like you're a dick. Well, I guess like standards have no. I mean the standards, evolved, I guess. And, and it's not like oh my god, the TV world is so disparaging. Yeah. I mean, it's just and like, it's an eight o'clock show. Too. Yeah, and it's like oh, I guess you can get away with saying Jesus Christ now on TV. That's that's pretty cool. It's, cause I feel like there were shows all just those liberal elite Manhattaners that are that are just like, are fine. If you said Jesus, you could yeah. say Jesus, but you couldn't say Christ. Or you, yeah. and it's the weirdest censorship that I don't understand is asshole. They don't bleep ass. They, yeah, they bleep hole. Yeah, I don't get that either. That's I don't weird. understand that censorship. Yeah. It's so weird to me. Uh, anyway, that was random thought I was thinking yeah. about. Yeah, and um, often if they do goddamn, they'll just bleep the god. Yeah, which I guess makes sense because like damn isn't isn't that strong of a curse word, whereas don't take God's name in vain. But I mean, how many times do you see shows saying, "Oh my God!" Like that's the same. Yeah, it's the same level. It is, but it's not coupled with a curse, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Gotta appeal to them, friends of Jesus. Uh, but we haven't even talked about Jeff Denham. Uh, we I talked about him a little very bit. Much about him I now. don't know much about him now, or I <laughs> now. Be used years to ago, ten years. I was you were the Jeff. biggest. You were Woo! following around on yeah. all his tours. Uh, no, I mean, uh, so around this time, he would have had, he would have been a breakout star. Um, he was doing like he had, I think he'd done like five or six like Comedy Central specials, which that's usually the next step after that is you probably have your own show, especially with Comedy Central like Dimitri Martin, Bo Burn, no Bo Burn, no Bo. Burnham didn't have a comedy center show, did he? Who am I thinking of? Nick Swartzen. Like Dimitri Martin, Nick Swartzen. I I feel like Bo Burnham didn't have a no, he didn't have a comedy central show. I don't think so. But like Sarah Silverman, like if you had if you had Samuel Burris, which had the weirdest show ever. It was like one season there was no press or coverage no, or reviews or anything. Really just it must have been Comedy Central didn't like it, so they buried it and didn't let anyone see it. It wasn't that it. great. Yeah, well, that, that's probably why it they were wasn't like, that great. They're like, well, we have this contract. We have to air it, right. but it's trash. So yeah, well, it was weird because, like, I mean, it didn't even get reviewed or covered in the press or anything. Yeah, I remember, weird. like, hearing about it existing. Yeah. And then, I remember you were excited. It was like, oh, my God. Yeah, and then I watched it, and I was yeah. like, I think I watched two or three episodes, mm. and that might have been all that was, that yeah. was available. And I was just like, eh. Uh, but uh, anyway, he's he's on the Yang Gang now, so it's all good. He's a landlord. I know. That's, I remember this, that. The irony of one of his of one of his stand up bits is it takes a whole new meaning now that you learn he's a landlord. But um, 
Uh, so yeah, <laughs> Jeff Dunham just had a strike of success around this time. He had four or five Comedy Central specials, and he got his own. Uh, he got his own uh, Comedy Central show, which uh, premiered in October of 2009 and was canceled by December 2009. Yikes. You, cable shows usually don't die that fast. It must have. Um, I mean, it, it, had a, it, it when it premiered, it was the biggest premiere in Comedy Central history, and then 55 percent drop in the very next uh, episode. So, hmm. like I was saying earlier, I just think the appeal isn't lasting seemingly not for even more than an episode so if the whole shtick is ventriloquism a full series about bats unless you're puppets and you're the Muppets that's a hard sell in modern comedy I guess I don't know anyway but yeah he's I think he's still touring he's still I think he's in Vegas now I think he's I think he's got a, a set up a contract out in Vegas now for a few years um, but yeah, it just. I remember it was stereotyped as like I mean it, it's I mean it's apt that he's in this episode about finding because I because well, I remember the whole thing was like basically he was super popular with quote unquote middle America but he was completely derided and made fun of by like a lot of like big media like typical reviewers and cultural right. critics and stuff like that but for just being like crass and not very funny and you know whatever so. I guess it makes sense that yeah he's featured yeah. in this because it's it kind of how his how he was seen at the time I guess I don't know. yeah which I mean like yeah he he definitely really leaned into the stereotypes I mean it's in the same way of like Jeff Foxworthy and um, Larry the Cable Guy like that yeah. that whole the blue, sh- the blue they were collar blue collar comedy, comedy, comedy which yeah. when you learn the truth about uh, what's his name the Larry the Cable Guy and then he's not from the south and mm-hmm. he's from new york well, as long as you put on the persona yeah i mean he's he did that persona very well for a decade and a half um but yeah like he they found a niche and it worked for them and jeff dunham the same way he found a niche and it worked for him for a little while he got his money and i'm, I'm sure he's doing fine but yeah he just he was a what's that what's that expression firework i guess where you're baby you're fine oh God. i regret every second of this well, no, he's just a big explosion at once and then immediately fizzled out. So, Flash in the pan. There it is. Thank you, Jesus. Why couldn't I think of that? And Pumpkin's head gets thrown into seemingly one of Kenneth's relatives. Kenneth's aunt, let's say. Uh, yeah, or cousin. Um, but that Kia Sorrento is the only real product placement in this show, I think, in this episode. I guess you could count Battlestar Galactica, but that's Synergy because that was a sci-fi show. Yep. And it's NBC all under the Universal. Universal umbrella, so I wouldn't count that either. Yeah. But don't forget the Pepto Biz. Peppy Biz. Peppy Biz. Whoops. Ginny Pale and the Gator Rude, or whatever that visual joke was. Uh, yeah. Hmm. And I guess we're now in the season of 30 Rock where they were. To, I guess I see this now in a lot of current shows too, but. I think I guess Thirty Rock was a little bit of a joke, and or, or NBC was a little bit at the time because there's a lot of instead of just going right to credits, there's bits inside of credits because Community is infamous for oh, right. just yep. something to keep you coming back through the credits. Simpsons is really bad about it now; like they have a four act story oh. instead of a three act story, hmm. and the last thirty seconds are usually just throwaways or don't, or they quickly wrap up the story and it just ugh, Simpsons, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, they were. There's so this is this is now the third episode of fourth season where there's something at the end that sort of has you coming back. The first episode was the tennis night in America. Uh, last episode was porn parody. The porn parody. Yep. Yeah. So uh, the last episode was them recreating a scene from the earlier it, earlier in the episode with the porn actors. This episode is the Halloween, the gay Halloween party, and Tracy learning. So I guess it, in this it sort of does wrap up a story bit of Tracy's story, but. Um, it's it's mostly throwaway, so uh, we'll just have to keep paying attention because usually we go out with the credits and we're not this not, time, not seemingly not this season. We're gonna have to keep our eyes out. So uh, since that's the case, I guess we'll do our wrap ups now and close out the episode with the the bit. So thoughts on Stone Mountain? I still think it was a solid episode. Yeah. Um, again, I don't dislike this episode. I just have better memories of it than than rewatching it just i i remember the best bits that i enjoy like the betty white cameo all of the stuff in stone mountain is a lot of fun like the fatty fat <laughs> fatty fat sandwich is it's just such a 
it sounds implausible, but also like I bet there is someone that it's just a name. Well, of isn't there that chain pot belly sandwich shop or whatever? Is that a real thing? Yeah, there was one in Greensboro. It closed, but it's a, <laughs> it's like a regional chain or something. Huh. Yeah, I mean it's it's not. I mean it the, it honestly looks like a cookout. Yeah, which like, that's oh, a yeah. regional thing. That's definitely regional. Yeah. yeah, but I mean it's just like it's not, it's just like one small building where everything's cooked, and then you just there's no seating. Although there are cookouts that you can sit in, but most of them are just drive-throughs. Um, so yeah, they, they 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 do a good job of like a really stereotyped personification of what a lot of southern like a lot of rural southern areas are just people are friendly and slow talking like the complete opposite of what they're used to in new york so there's bits in here i just i think i have better memories but um of the episode that's how all nostalgia is what i don't believe that all right well as always thank you for joining us on go to there if you like what we're doing rating and viewing all that fun stuff it's going to be the best way to help us out and we will see you next week in episode 62, season 4, episode 4, Audition Day, wherein, as the title implies, we audition a bunch of uh, audition a bunch of actors and actresses for the next part on TGS. Dig takes out. See you next time. I wish. My meme I'll just call. Pumpkin, Western Georgia's most beloved ventriloquist doll, has died. That's three!